the Movie Hour, episode 94, July 29, 2010. Mm-hmm. Spoiler The next hour may contain both movie plots or swearing. Mm-hmm. Hello all and welcome to the Elizabeth Berkeley's Pole Dancing Movie Hour. I am an extremely excited Greg Maloney for this episode. Extremely excited. We have our resident horror expert back tonight, Jim P. Welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while. Thank you, guys. I've missed you dearly. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yay! And, of course, we have our other Jim, who's all right as well. James, my brother, how are you? Uh, not doing too bad, actually. Yeah. Yourself? Hey, hanging in there. I'm steaming hot in the studio, per usual. It's another hot streak in michigan it's yeah. actually we had a good weekend and now it's back to this i don't really I, understand. I don't know about jim jim took a shower but i smell like crap after a volleyball <laughs> game that's what happens when you go from going from volleyball and thinking critically about movies it's tough life man and it gets it really gets on you i'm sw- i'm sweating profusely right now and it's 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 bad and uh i i know there are probably a couple people wondering where jeff is uh so are we we don't know <laughs> i don't exactly. i don't give a shit <laughs> he's out there somewhere driving around living the life um but he'll be back he he did give us a heads up so that's why p's here and of course we always love having p on the show it's just uh it's just a rare time we can actually pay p enough to make it and uh he's here today it'll be a good show it's gonna be awesome got a lot of good things to talk about peanut butter sandwiches for me for the rest of the week <laughs> Uh, opposed to your caviar and Kool-Aid. Yes. Yeah. How I usually spend my paycheck. Caviar and whiskey and my paycheck. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. Good show. Um yeah, so I guess so we can we can get to it. The Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla, first feature of the show, as always. I've been actually delving more and more into the comic world and uh, this is, might be sort of like our San Diego Comic Con episode. There's there's a couple a couple things about it. Uh, I'm dressed in a bikini a la Princess Leia right now, so <laughs> Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Little uh, cosplay action there. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Uh, going to the San Diego Comic-Con being underway, everyday geeks are losing their collective shit with the stuff that goes on there. Uh, the recent Hoopla, I, first time I use Hoopla actually in the in the description of an ep- event, uh, the recent Hoopla had to do with Ryan Reynolds stating the Green Lantern Oath to a young fan. Billy, do we have do we have that tape? I, I think, yeah, okay, roll it, roll it. This is a question for Ryan. What does it feel like to oh, say the Green Lantern Oath? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. You are you are the cutest <laughs> It sounds a little like this. <laughs> in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. <laughs> now, putting these PR antics aside, do we really think Reynolds is the right person to be flashing a ring at everybody? Does he have the Green Lantern? What is it? What do I say? Personality. Oh, yeah, that works. That <laughs> That's works. That's a great word. Ryan Reynolds, he's done. He's had. You know, a decent career, it's sort of been pigeonholed, but can he actually turn to being a complete badass as the Green Lantern? I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan, 
I the weird part is I'm more of a fan of his humorous side than this badass side that he's exploring right now. Right. And I know absolutely nothing about Green Lantern except he's got this ring that lets him do whatever basically he wants. But he always just kind of struck me as kind of a very stoic superhero and maybe PU have more insight on this than I do. So I just don't know if it's going to be a good good mix or not. Yeah, I'm not a big Green Lantern fan. I think the the character in itself is really stupid. Because the ring is all-powerful. It's a universal yeah. power. Nothing could defeat it. Um, Except yellow. Except yellow. True. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the worst worst weakness in the world. Um, <laughs> but to me, this is just another one of those kind of throwaway comic book movies, so I really don't care who plays them. Almost like right. the Fantastic Four. Like, who gave a shit who played the Fantastic Four? Right. Not They didn't need a big name. It really didn't matter. Do you think this could be a, a spoiler then for Reynolds, or do you think no one's going to care at all? It's just a not even no a one's going to stop Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah no one can stop Ryan Reynolds. It's going to be like a, a two-week phenomenon, and then it's just on to the next uh, comic book movie. Yeah, I, although I, he does have that whole uh, alliteration in his name thing going that the comic books love, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a friend of the show, right? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's a friend of the show. Um, I believe so. We have to go back. Billy's going to have to check that out. I just uh, yeah. like that he's crossing over from comic. Uh, you know, comic yeah. companies. He's been in, yeah. I think, what two Marvel movies already, right? And he's going to be in Deadpool coming out yeah. soon, twenty twelve. Right. It's going to be, or is that the second one? He was X Men. What's is Blade Marvel, or is that? I believe Blade was a Marvel book. Okay, yeah, I don't remember, but um, yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and Ryan Reynolds, yeah, he's a fantastic person obviously from him hanging out and making kids happy at comic-con and i'm sure lots of females but uh i don't know i I, again i think it's going to make a billion dollars and i I, i'm probably with you guys i don't really care how it works out but uh it's i I just think reynolds is trying to get out of his current shell and i know he's done this buried movie people have been talking about that actually hasn't had a theatrical release yet i don't think but um, that looks really interesting, and uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing more of Ryan Reynolds doing weird shit than uh, his usual. I want to see more humor, too, though. Get that humor. <laughs> Can I don't ask, for- have either one of you seen the photo of him in the suit that everyone is up in yeah. arms about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, it looks really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think it I does. know the one you're talking about. It's, it does look stupid. I, I admit it. Um, I, I, it's going to be curious to see what it looks like in the movie. I'm, I'm probably not Green gonna... Lantern kind of looks stupid anyway, so yeah. I guess it matches. It's really, really unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the sweating is full, fully set in. It might be another pantless movie hour for Greg. <laughs> uh, next up on the hoopla, while the blockbusters battle for audiences and attempt to pull people into theaters, box office numbers are revealing a decline trend in 3D viewing. Oh, no's. Uh, since Avatar, the percentage of movie gross from 3D ticket sales have become less and less. Could we be facing a 3D Armageddon? Yes, and thank yeah. God. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why, why not 3D Armageddon? It's here. It's finally here. Yeah, I'm, I'm already sick of it. It's 3D's always been a gimmick to me and should be used as such. It's... Every once in a while, bring it out for something cool. I mean, Avatar, I think, was worth it. But now everybody and their brother is doing 3D movies, and it's way out of control. Right. It's and the, I don't like what it's doing to the box office numbers either. It's the way too much, way too soon syndrome. And right. I mean, you look at the list of movies that were made, and there's a few good ones in there, but maybe it's just the fact that the movies really suck, that no <laughs> one is going to see them, 3D or otherwise. Yeah. I don't know. It seems to be interesting that 
which is sort of in the article, which we can we can post on the Gunga Pit. They talk about how a lot of these 3D movies that have been coming out, and with the lower 3D grosses, there's just they didn't focus that much on 3D. And some of these are the revamp movies that are trying to make money on 3D, even though they weren't shot in 3D. So they had to redo it. Like they ended up doing the treatment that made it look 3D, even though it sucks. Yeah, and I'm Not curious for it at all. Right, right. And I'm I'm curious exactly, like if it's actually going to be going down or is it just all these movies like Jim just said, P just said, I'll, I'll call you P and Jim, the other guy. Um, P just said that these movies just sucked and maybe maybe 3D isn't going away. It's just the fact that all these movies that are trying to make money 3D have sucked. Right, so. and then charging the extra to see it. Like we took our son right, to, yeah. to see that um, How to Train Your Dragon and people asked us if we went to see it in 3D and we said, why the hell would you take a three-and-a-half-year-old to a 3D movie? right. See, for an extra three dollars or whatever it is, uh, like it's almost what, like fifty percent more. Uh, they were, Something, yeah. The tickets were twenty bucks a pop. So holy yeah. shit, where <laughs> where did you go? A theater on the moon? Yes, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, twenty bucks, that's great. Oh yeah, that yeah, hurts. Probably the IMAX 3D. Just yet another surcharge. IMAX, I don't know. I. I'm a firm believer in IMAX, but 3D, I don't know. It, it's it's well, the funny part is is. I used to go to these theaters all the time. It's a big screen, blah, blah, blah. Never used to say IMAX. Now they just all say IMAX on it, and it's just... you got to brand well, that There's shit. no difference. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're going to do a surcharge for it. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, the actual shooting in IMAX format is different, though. Like, they, it's an actually different type of camera they have to use. So, like, I don't... I guess I wasn't around when they called it just big screen format. I don't know when that was, but... Um, no, I'm just talking about the capability of the screens. It's right, just, right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. It's, it's an, inter- it's an interesting thing. I'll post, post it on the Gunga Pit. You'll have to take a look for yourself. But um, I, when the first 3D craze started after Avatar, um, I found, I found it curious that Avatar does so well. If another Avatar came out, would 3D be making just as much more? You know, Avatar or, itself with eight more minutes of footage. Right, which will be coming out like late <laughs> August. So if you want to see another movie 3D, that's... There's com- your chance. Yeah, completely badass. And like Aliens Having Sex, I'm pretty sure is going to be in there. So be there at B-Square. Uh, but I, yeah, 3D craze, 3D craze. It might be a 3D Armageddon. That might be our next next episode I'm calling a 3D Armageddon. Bye-bye, 3D. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. Uh, that brings us... It's going to be short. Hoopla brings us to our movie review. And then later we'll be moving on to a special special quiz it'll be intense first time we've had a outsider well i'm not gonna outsiders are rather harsh we're gonna have first time we have their horror movie expert here to do a quiz against moi but uh speaking of that horror expert p we'll put you first on the first on the list for the movie reviews go for it uh awesome as luck would have it um i'm gonna review a a zombie (laughs) movie called (laughs) (laughs) it's called fido doesn't exist it's not a true horror movie by any sense of the imagination it's more of a satire uh really it's it's based in like 1950s america you know like white picket fence and Mm. mom wears a polka dot dress and everyone's happy and having fun uh america's just survived the zombie war and a company called ZomCon helped win the war and then developed technology to tame the zombies with collars. Um, so everyone... So they had zombie soldiers? Is that the situation? No, no, no. Everyone now has oh. zombie-like pets. 
okay. and yeah. zombie uh, like servants around the house, and they do chores yeah. and stuff like that. And the collar has this light on it, so it, it like goes burning bright red when their their uh, hunger for flesh <laughs> is <laughs> is, at its is at its highest, so you know when they're going <laughs> to eat you. Um, it's it was a fairly interesting movie. It was a it was a nice escape from the usual zombie, uh, you know, the cliches that have just developed in that genre. Um, Carrie Ann Moss plays the young boy's mother, and believe it or not, was incredibly entertaining in the role. Um, to, uh, you just totally forgot she was Trinity, and uh, thank God for that. Um, and actually, she starts having like these weird feelings for their pet zombie, who is called Fido. <laughs> Um, which is a, a really interesting dynamic when you're watching the movie. Um, all in all, I mean, it's just, it, it was so good because it was so unique. It was just something different, something fun, um, and certainly not anything scary, but for me, a welcome, a welcome zombie movie from all the usual bullshit. And, um, it's interesting that you brought up Carrie Ann Moss because I was also curious if she actually was a decent actress, but Bill Connolly, has shown his face in a couple things is was he play he plays the zombie in this yeah he plays fido <laughs> so he doesn't have any speaking parts per se he he grunts and walks around and has a ton of makeup on i didn't even know it was him until uh jim mentioned that he was in it uh to be quite <laughs> honest um but yeah i, I guess a, a great role for him <laughs> a great role fantastic Last question. Apparently, this movie was called Zambino in uh, J- Japan. Which one's better, Fido or Zambino? I'm sorry. It's... Fido is a fantastic movie title. I don't care what the movie's about. I love it. Oh, and called called name of the dog, which is interesting. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's some kind of relationship with uh, metaphor for our dogs being zombies, or maybe we're zombies. Man, that's one of my sounds f- like. A... One, I'm sorry. One of my favorite parts of the movie is everyone has their own zombie. And that's why uh, the main character, Timmy, his parents get one because Carrie Ann Moss's character feels left out, like they're missing out on something. <laughs> um, but their neighbor has a young, hot zombie, and it's so obvious what is going on. <laughs> but played perfectly. I forget the guy's nice. name who plays the character, but just awesome. Which, uh, sorry, now I've got one last question. Are there, like, versions? Like, oh, he's got the zombie A2. That thing's awesome. <laughs> no, or, but no. you can... Okay. Like the the new neighbors, who was a zombie war hero, he has like six, like six zombies, which is a a good social status that he has. So many. <laughs> That's it's like having a number of TVs in the fifties. Right. I'm down. I'm down. This so this uh this might be something I might step into as not being such a horror expert. I could go and see this movie and be yes. like, oh, I like horror movies, even though it's not a real horror movie. Right. I think I'm you down. guys would like it. Yeah. I'm completely down. Um, last week, which uh. He wasn't here for, but we had promised that we were going to talk about Inception this week. We had hinted about it last week. I'd seen it. Jeff had seen it, but Jim hadn't, and we felt sort of bad trying to discuss it in front of him. So this week we're going to have sort of a, uh in-depth review. might be a little too much, but we want to talk about it a lot. If you haven't seen Inception yet, this is going to be your chance to pause, skip ahead, because we're going to talk about it in depth, and it would spoil the movie for you if you haven't seen it yet. And also, uh, I might bring up a Christopher Nolan movie or two in, in the time, so if you haven't seen a lot of those movies. We're going to ruin his entire yeah, collection. So if, if, you, <laughs> if you want to like Christopher Nolan, you, this might ruin it for you if you haven't, haven't seen any of the movies. Otherwise, if you have seen them, you're going to really like it. Uh, but yeah, Inception came out two weeks ago. Really want to talk about last week. But anyhow, uh, talking about this week, the brief plot. Um, 
really we just follow a group of experts in this game of uh, corporate espionage, I guess you could call it. That all takes place in people's dreams. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays like the embattled leader of the group who is trying to earn his right back into the U.S. Uh, without going too much into that, the rest of the group is filled by some pretty solid names. You've got Ellen Page, Ken Watanabe, and uh, Jim's boy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I didn't forget Jim. I know he's your boy. Um <laughs> I don't know if anyone claimed Ellen Page yet. We're going to have to – maybe I'll claim Ellen Page. Uh, the movie – You've been assigned to any girls, I don't think. Uh, fan, uh, uh, maybe Laura Linney. Laura, yeah, <laughs> Laura Linney is oh, for sure. That's for a good sure. get. Yeah, uh, it is a, is a classic, a very good catch. Uh, anyhow, the movie ends up being a story about – mainly about Leonardo DiCaprio and his conflict with the – the idea of his wife and his own guilt and what had happened through his life to this point. Uh, what I really like about this movie, and there are some things that I sort of dislike. I know we talked about a little bit off the show, but um, I think the writing in it is fantastic. Nolan writes, I think every movie is directed. Pretty sure. Anyone want to Billy fact check that for me, will you? Uh, but he does a really good job. And this movie being very complicated, you run into a situation where, uh, there's a device that they've created, and this device, which was apparently um, originally created by the army, and now they use it as corporate es- espionage, puts people into a deep sleep where anybody that's connected to it uh, is connected in a dream, and then there they can manipulate people's thoughts or people's ideas. I guess would be the uh, the idea. And where I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. So when they do that they end up actually can go into another device, into another dream, and you have layers of dreams. And the movie goes through this very, I think, very well. Like, it's streamed, streamlined in a way where you understand exactly what's going on, and it's not confusing at all, even though the way I describe it, I think it's I've already confused, like, ten people. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, they, they do dreams within dreams. Right, within dreams, dreams within dreams, and no one describes the rules of how this engagement works very well. Um I'm pretty sure, I don't think he's the only one on for the screenplay credits on this, but uh, I really think he does a good job in all his movies doing this. And the the movie being jumping between flashbacks and adding a lot of jump cuts in it just to make you get break up the flow of the reality uh, is a really good job. The yeah, one thing that kind bo- of reminding you, like, okay, there's still this other right, thing going on. Right, exactly. And um, there's a lot of jump backs to memories of his in dreams and. Um, yeah, anyhow, the, the point being, I think Nolan is sort of like drawing himself into a corner with the movies he's been doing. Like, all these things he's written with Memento, Prestige, this, uh, Insomnia, which I only know by reputation, I haven't seen it. But a lot of these movies seem to have the same, which, you know, if it works, it's fine, but the same element where he just, there's always guilt for a dead loved one or like a wrongdoing to a loved one and some kind of open-ended is did he everything's get set right in the end yeah he does a lot of that like here's what you know what the the narrative is telling you and then he throws in one little thing saying or is it you know just kind of like a little last minute it's like it could have been this way too but which which i i know so jim jim and p have both seen this for the just to let you guys know and so my question would be to you guys is it interesting, like, is it a sign that he did a good job or a bad job when people walk away from the movie and are just arguing constantly about what happened in it? 
I think that's by design. I think he wants that to happen. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, with this movie specifically, the whole, okay, maybe he's really still in a dream at the very end because right. he's leaving the top spinning. I mean, if he really wanted it to be clear cut, he doesn't even put that in there. So I think this is totally by design. This is what he wants to happen. Um, I think Memento was a little bit that the same way. So, yeah, I, I think he likes it like that. Yeah, I And think, for me, it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, I think he got exactly what he was looking for. Um, and just so you know, Insomnia has the same sort of guilt underlying uh, emotion right. with the main character played by Al Pacino. <laughs> Except he didn't write Insomnia. It's the only one he didn't write. I just checked. That is a good oh, point. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the, my favorite element of this movie, my favorite, I guess, aspect of how Nolan directs is it's very classic – uh, it's not as flashy as it looks, I guess is a kind of a weird way to say it. And he doesn't direct movies to the lowest common denominator, like the the dumb moviegoer. Right. It's it's yeah. very intelligent. You have to keep up with it. You have to watch what's going on. And I love movies that give like a moviegoer respect. It doesn't make them feel stupid when they're sitting there watching it. Right. right. And I I would agree about the the flashiness of the movie like everything that's huge special effects are in the previews which is sort of weird but and there are a couple things um when they're breaking down the rules of the game like i'll call it the game but the rules of the dream world um they spell it very well and you actually they actually stick to it like i don't know quite strictly through the whole thing there are a couple like slip ups so those don't really bother me what sort of pissed me off uh beyond that is uh, I think everybody in the movie was really good. Ellen Page, I was really hoping to see her in this movie, but unfortunately, she's pretty much just a surrogate for the audience in this movie. Um, she's the newcomer to the group and to the idea, and she's just asking questions constantly, even to almost the end of the movie. You get to see her do, like, two takes of her actually having emotion. Like, she's the one that finds out that Leonardo DiCaprio's Cobb character is just conflicted with his wife and getting worse and worse and falling into this trap that they later discuss. But I, I just wish I would have was able, I wish Ellen Page was actually able to act in this movie, not just ask questions constantly. It was sort of annoying, but um, I think all the other actors did a good job. Jim, what do you think about your boy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I thought he did all right. He did all right. I don't think he so had a plays lot a stone face guy. Him. Yeah. He's sort yeah. Of like, just not, not too demanding of a role for that. I don't think. Right. Um, I think the only, kind of issue I had, and it's not really an issue, it's almost, I don't know, an expectation that ended up being refreshing is I was expecting to, like, think a lot more in the movie just by hearing the first couple of weeks people talking about it and stuff. So, and it didn't really bother me too much. It was almost kind of, okay, well, yeah, they're keeping it nice and you know, streamlined, so that's good, too. So, I was a little torn on that part. I'm like, I don't know. The way people were talking about it, I was expecting twist after twist after twist and stuff like that. So and wait, you I, said there was a ton of hype about the twisting? Yeah, just people talking about, oh, how complex this is and blah, blah, blah. So I was expecting like it to be really hard to follow and stuff right. like that. But I thought he did a good job of keeping it all in order and I was able to follow along. Right. Yeah, so at it, first I was just like, well, this isn't as, you know crazy as i expected it but i'm kind of glad you know right so he did a, a great balance of again keeping it kind of simple for you but keeping it really mm -hmm. fast paced like especially when they're in you know the third layer of the dream and every like five ten minutes he flashes back to the van so right. it's, it's that reminder that oh yeah, yeah just that quick little reminder of what's actually going on in the other layers of the dream yeah it, it's it i really do think they did a very like he did do a very good job the one 
there was one actual effect in it that actually made me feel sort of weird that well two things that two more things that pissed me off by the way i really love this movie i'm sort of picking at it unfairly about all the bad things just because i'm there are so few of them i want to talk about them uh the the end upset me because i I ended up seeing the movie twice because i wanted i really wanted to like double check some things and for those that have seen it uh after at the end when he's in limbo with uh ken watanabe's character uh, and this is where it sort of gets debatable. At that point, they're sitting at the desk and they're, ta- they're sitting at that table and they're talking. And later, right after that, they both wake up. Ken Watanabe picks up the phone, makes the call. You know, DiCaprio's life is all back in order. Everything's hunky-dory. And what we were talking about before, he spins his totem being a – I'm not sure what you'd call that thing, like a thimble it's of some kind of top. Yeah, yeah. top. Yeah. Um, spins it on the desk, starts hugging his kids, and it's just sitting there and sort of wobbles at the end and cuts. Mm-hmm. And – I was watching it again trying to see if there's any other reason to believe that he didn't actually wake up from that dream, like if, he, right. if he's actually in real life or not, five, other right. than the top spinning. Right. And I had read online, like a lot of people saying, oh, like the clothes are different and stuff. It's totally a dream, all this stuff. And it looks like there's no reason to believe it, that it's an actual – there's no reason to believe it's a dream other than the top and one other thing, and that's when just they're, they're at the table – and they're talking, they're sort of reciting what they had ta- said to each other before. And Ken Watanabe reaches for the gun. You don't see anything. Yeah, and, they don't show him actually. Yeah, they don't show him, him, you know, offing himself or offing DiCaprio or just snapping out of it. That's the only other thing. And I just, I don't know. I was sort of pissed off that he didn't just show the thimble fall, or show the top fall down because it just didn't seem, I don't know. It, I, it, it pissed me off. I, I don't know why. I guess is, is what I'm trying to get to. But do you guys? What do you guys think about the dream versus reality at the end? Like it was. Let's debate it. Do you guys think he was sleeping? Or sorry, do you think he was dreaming? Or do you think that was the end? That was I the think end. that was real. I think that was real. Yeah. And I think That's Nolan was just throwing in his little hint of doubt just to keep things interesting. Like right. He, I buy into it being it. real and Nolan not wanting to give uh, that typical Hollywood ending. Right, and I think people are just, no offense, Greg, are making way too big a deal. Out of it. <laughs> no offense, Greg. no, it's fine, it's fine. I just wanted another talking point. Um, yeah, I, the, it just pissed me off. That's the reason, though. Like that's the reason it pissed me off is because why didn't he just drop the thing? Because that's what he was going for all the way, and he's just throwing it in there as a gimmick. Is what pisses me off about it. And you guys, from what you're saying, agree with me. And I agree that that's what he's trying to do. He wants right. it. Right. To, he wants people to debate it, basically. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I'll throw in a little doubt. I mean, Memento is a little bit the same way because you kind of figure out that he's fooling himself a lot of the time with this whole narrative that he's been making for himself with these tattoos because he's got this short memory problem. But at the very end, you still don't know if Joey Pants has been lying himself or if everything he said was true. So he still leaves it open-ended even though he took the narrative in a certain direction and had like a reveal at the end which you could take at face value and just be done with it also. So I think he, he I think he enjoys that little gimmick. Yeah, he's a bastard. Sammy Jankis, dude. Sammy Jankis all the way. Um, yeah, I, I guess my final question would be for you guys. Uh, Christopher Nolan, everyone sort of sees him as... I don't know, on a, on a hot streak. Have you, guys, have you guys been Christopher Nolan fans and now that continues? P, 
Yeah, I've been a fan since uh, the first time I saw Memento. Insomnia is still one of my favorite uh, El Pacino movies. I know that sounds okay. crazy considering all the work he's done. But <laughs> his character in that film, by the end, when he hasn't slept and is going insane, is is uh, one of my favorites. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm astounded what he's done with the Batman movies, just making them a real type of crime movie. They just happen to have Batman in them. Um, right. So, yeah, he's still top-notch in my opinion. James? Yeah, I echo pretty much everything that. When I saw Memento, I was blown away. It's still probably my favorite of the, uh, the Nolan movies, uh, maybe because it was first. I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, this one ranks very high up in there. Um, really like the prestige, too. We haven't really talked about that much. But uh, um, Insomnia, I wasn't as high on. Uh, I did like Pacino's role on it. Um, but uh, the movie was definitely interesting. But I wasn't amazed with that one. But uh I guess he didn't write that one either, so yeah, I'll give him a little bit of leeway there too. So, so those yeah, uh, really enjoy him. Those looking for more uh, Nolan, Nolan fun, you're gonna have to wait for Batman Three, which is 2012 at some point. So it's gonna be a little bit of a wait. But um, I know we've I've rarely pulled this out. I think I brought I think I pulled this out like two or three weeks ago for uh, Nasco, The Valley of the Wind. But uh, seal approval, seal approval again through yeah, for Inception. Agreed. It's uh, go check it out. It's probably the, it's probably the best movie out there right now, excluding. Which is good because this was the movie I was looking forward to all year. And really? Yeah, you mean yeah. other than Expendables, right? Like, <laughs> um, hey, yeah, by the way, okay. are you down for Expendables? It's coming up soon. Uh, I think it's like yeah, the color me there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, so James, I guess uh, continue with uh, your movie review. Um, I saw a couple of movies. One for our infamous list uh, called Being There. Um, real quick note on it. It's kind of an interesting movie. Peter Sellers plays this kind of mentally slow person who kind of stumbles back asswards into a family who's kind of politically powerful and even gets a meeting with the president and kind of influences policy that, through his simpleton gardening jargon that he always uses because he, he was a gardener for this older guy and the guy passed away and he got kicked out of the house and kind of stumbled into this other family. Really interesting movie. Never heard about it before in my life. So total, you know, just hit me blindsided. So uh, if you, you know, have the chance, uh, check that one out. Um, but the movie I do want to review is uh, Waitress. Uh, it came out in 2007. Uh, it's written and directed by a woman named Adrienne Shelley. Um, who actually ended up getting murdered before the release of the movie? Um, Jesus, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing so. I was on such a huge high, and now it's <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, she stumbled into a someone who was robbing her place, and the guy panicked and killed her. Anyway, um, the movie is, believe it or not, about a waitress in a small town, uh, played by Carrie Russell. Um, she works at this little pie shop slash diner. Um, and what happens is she's kind of in an abusive relationship with her husband, but ends up getting pregnant by him. And she's at a real crossroads in her life. Does she stick with this guy, deal with his reaction to the baby? Does she go on the run with a little kid? You know, so she's kind of trying to figure this out. And that's kind of what the movie's all about. Um, she does have a, an out as far as you know, not being stuck in this life. Um, this pie shop that she works at, she's pretty much the pie guru, the pie master, if you will. Every day she makes up a new pie to cook and it's based on her moods. And there's this big pie contest that's coming up. That's got like a 25 grand prize money attached to it or something like that. So that's like her dream is to kind of, you know, win that and go on the run. Um, 
It's a cute little movie. Uh, there is a problem, though. It really has a hard time deciding what the hell kind of movie it is. And I think they try and mix it, but it doesn't pull off. But it ends up being half silly romance because there's this new gynecologist in town and, you know, she has to go see him do the pregnancy and she's kind of fallen for him type of thing. And the other half is the serious drama associated with the abusive husband and, you know, that whole deal. And they don't mix it. It's literally like one scene is kind of comedic romance and the next scene is she's crying and she just got slapped by the, you know, the husband and just like, all right, you're, Really pulling me in two different directions. You'd, you'd think they would mix the com- the comedy with the wife abuse, but they just yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's boring comedy. But I mean, you'd think there'd be like some little middle ground, but it's not. It's on and off switches, basically. And uh, the the ending is even like that too, where it's kind of got a fairy tale ending, but yet there's a brave choice involved dramatically. So I don't know. It, it kind of had me hanging a little bit and I was kind of expecting or, you know, rooting for kind of a good indie drama and didn't really get that, but still, you know, fun little movie. Um, there was that, that pie guru part I was telling you about was kind of a running gimmick throughout the movie too. Just like, okay, you know, I'm pissed at my husband pie or I'm in love with my gynecologist pie. And they bring it up every once in a while. And I couldn't decide if I liked it or not. It was just kind of tagline is if only life were as easy as pie. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, did you pick this movie out because Nathan Fillion's in it? Cause he's a complete badass or what? Um, yeah, probably. I don't know how half these things get on my queue. It just gets referenced to me from some other choice. I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, yeah, Nathan was... Fillion's in it. He's the, the, the new gynecologist in town that she's falling for. Um, and he's very Nathan Fillion ish in this, um, a decent supporting cast, including him, uh, uh, Cheryl Hines, um, Jeremy Sisto plays the abusive husband, does a pretty good job. Andy Griffith plays like the crotchety old owner the, who only kind of gets along with her. And then uh, Adrian Shelley, the writer-director, is actually a role in it as well. So not too bad, but the, I think it was looking for an identity that it didn't find. Sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, I guess that, that will uh, wrap up the movie reviews. And James, I know we have a quiz planned we might have to uh, do a couple speed rounds, but let's 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 dominate this quiz. I'm very uh, I'm very pumped to be uh, battling a worthy adversary that has not been around before. This will be interesting. Okay, um, then let's jump right in it. Uh, basically, this is the same quiz as last time, or at least you know same style. Uh, basically, I'll think of an actor. I've got seven different statements based on their characters that they've played and also from their perspective, and you have to tell me who it is that I, I'm talking about. So it's kind of like a who am I. So they're not quotes. They're always just this. It's is just what? a little factual thing or informational thing about the role that they played. Okay. And we guess that and each each statement will be from a different role. Okay. <clears throat> I'm totally All right. totally ready. P, do you, do you understand the rules of engagement? I, I got it. <laughs> it's difficult. And, and once again, there is a theme based off of the uh, the group of actors that I have picked out. Which, by the way, we should point out that Michelle did pick out Michelle W from the uh, the forums did pick out the theme of last quiz, and I was amazed. I'm shocked that she did that. That uh, I didn't think it was that hard, so I'm I'm happy that uh, she proved. Yeah, the theme being that all the all the actors all had Hollywood, all were from Hollywood families, pretty much. Was it? Yes, yeah, all had Hollywood parents. So that's not right. today's theme. You can guess that. No, right that now. is not today's theme. <laughs> All right, um, so why don't I jump in here? Um, all right, first one. Um, 
I broke my arm and couldn't drum any longer. Next one. Seth Rogen. No, I don't. Nope. I died in World War II. Next one. Tom Hanks? Nope. Ed Burns. Nope. I was a delinquent who turned into a cop. (laughs) Next one. Sylvester Stallone. No. Expendables. Go see it. I was in a challenging relationship with a challenged woman. Woman, yeah, I can't even say it. Johnny Depp? Nope. Oh, I thought I had it for sure. Tom Sizemore? Uh, nope. I worked at an investment firm. Uh, shit. It's um. Ah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Oh. I ran a mining colony. Giovanni Rabisi. Yes. I was like, I was going to, I was thinking you were going to do a Lost in Translation thing in there somewhere. But. Oh, that was the next one. I took my wife to Japan with me and then I went there for work. And the last one was. What was the actual. drummer one? What's that? Yeah. From? Uh, that thing you do. He was the original drummer. That's what I that thought. One. That's why I said Tom Hanks. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, you're subconscious completely. Screwed. Yeah, the right movie. Just wrong person. Yeah. Died in World War II, obviously. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. The challenging thing was the My Other, uh, the other Sister. Where he completed a uh, challenge yes. first. Uh, delinquent turned cop. He was in the mod squad. And investment firm was uh, the mod squad. Boiler room. And the mining colony. I think was Avatar. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's jump to this one. Um, let's start with this one. Uh, I was an actor in the old west. Kurt Russell. Um, while chasing some kid on a board with wheels, my buddy crashed his car into a truck. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, for Christ's sake. Michael J. Fire, for Christ's sake. I was a masked hero. Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> I lied to my fellow soldiers about my medical abilities. Val Kilmer. Nope. I was more concerned with my cheating fiance than I was with a sink, sinking ship. Billy oh, Zane. I don't know that asshole's name. Billy Damn Zane. It. Billy Zane is. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> the chasing. He was one of Biff's cohorts, right. so that's yeah. yeah. Yep. Forward with wheels. A fellow soldier's medical abilities was uh, Memphis Bell. Um, actor in the Old West. He is in Tombstone as the thespian. Masked hero, he was the Phantom. The Phantom. I was trying to remember what that stupid movie <laughs> was. The cheating fiance, sinking ship was obviously Titanic. All right. Insane. Damn it. Oh. All right. Uh, let's go with this one. Um, Michael tried to kill me. Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Right off the bat. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> right in his wheelhouse, to Jim. I was Michael tried say. to kill me again. <laughs> right into his wheelhouse. <laughs> Oh, all right. Switching. <laughs> it's all right. You, these are all dra- drawn from random from your your, ru- your uh, group of questions, right? Right. Okay. Pardon me? <laughs> these are all drawn from random. Yeah, I can't talk. Drawn from random from your group of questions, right? Um, I try and put them in some sort of order based on difficulty, but apparently I failed on that one. All right. Um, let's go with... 
I was a sniper. Mark Wahlberg? Nope. I ran a TV show. Uh, I was an Ed astronaut. Harris? Ed Harris is correct. Wow. Yes. My wheelhouse. Good work, yes. Jim. <laughs> Way to even it up. It. Sniper, he was in Enemy at the Gates TV show. He was in Truman Show. And right. then Astronaut was the real or the right stuff. All right. Um, let's go with let's go with this one. I was pregnant. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. Fuck. <laughs> Isn't it? Is yes. it? Oh yes. <laughs> I was a pregnant. I was a teacher. I had difficulty shopping for my son's Christmas gift. All these female reference ones. Oh, and- awesome. <laughs> really Sorry. It, I said it as a joke. This is great. Damn it. It's the day of my life. My twin didn't look like me. <laughs> I was on a game show. That's awesome. All right. That failed again. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do a hard one. My boyfriend did drugs and embarrassed himself at a funeral. Race was an issue when my parents met my boyfriend. A lot of boyfriends going on here. I was the only female crew member of my seaworthy ship. Only female crew member? Kira Knightley. (laughs) (laughs) My lover was half alien. Hmm. I was a Trekkie. Yeah, I was sort of leaning toward that already. That doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Zoe Zaldana, like I. Yes, that is correct. Wow. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I guess I'll take it. So the female crew member on the ship, she was actually on the uh, Black Pearl when they repopulated. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, she was a Trekkie in Terminal. She was that Trekkie uh, security guard and uh, customs person. Uh, my lover was half alien, obviously, from uh, Star Trek when she was dating Spock. Um, my boyfriend did drugs and embarrassed himself at a funeral. It's death at a funeral. And race was an issue when my parents met. My boyfriend was Guess Who, the remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Wow. All right. Wow. I was a circus manager. Danny DeVito. Nope. Oh, I thought that was gold. <laughs> <laughs> I owned a ranch in the Old West. Surprisingly, I was a Mexican narcotics officer. What? That I met Jesus once. Jim Carrey again. (laughs) (laughs) I led my people across a great sea. Uh, I have no idea who played Moses. P, you better bury this one. (laughs) Total blank. <laughs> uh, uh, I needed to replace the gas station clerk due to poor acting. Poor acting? Yep. So there's a little meta going on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dream within a dream. And the last one? I think apes are dirty. Christopher Plummer. No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. 
No. Uh, is it Chuck Heston? <laughs> it is Chuck oh. Heston. Yes. God damn right. So as a service manager, the greatest show on earth. Old movie. Uh, I led my people across the great sea. Obviously, Moses, you had that. Uh, surprisingly, I was a Mexican narcotics officer. Yeah, he was a, a Mexican in A Touch of Evil, an old. Uh, oh, that's Orson right. Old. Yeah. So uh, surprising he's, because he's not Mexican. Yeah, because it? it's just like Charles. <laughs> that one complete me. I was like, "What? Like, I don't even know what's going on." Um, he bet Jesus once has been her. I think apes are dirty from Planet of the Apes. I needed to replace the gas station clerk due to poor acting. Wayne's World when they brought him in for the serious breeding of Wow, the oh, Jesus so, yeah. Christ! And then, <laughs> and then I owned a ranch that the old west was from Tombstone. Uh, all right, so what's uh, what scoreboard? Because we're we're getting close on uh, time here. Uh, it's four three, Greg. All right, let's do two more. So we'll, we'll leave the window open to, to win. All right. Um, two more. Which ones to do? Which ones to do? And you've, got, right. you've got your theme to worry about, too. You got. I know. That's the thing. I'm just like, how do I make sure that my theme is represented well? These are all problems I just don't have to deal with. All right. Here we go. We'll start here. Um... Hmm. I would no no no. Let's go with I had to destroy my ship. Chris Pine. No. William Shatner. <laughs> I had sex with an alien. Again? Sigourney Weaver? Yes. Nice. Yeah, destroy my ship, alien. Alright. Uh let's go with Let's go with this one. Um I got turned into a creature, and I probably deserved it. Bill, into a creature. Is it Bill Paxton? <laughs> it is Bill Paxton. Yes! <laughs> Chat from Weird Science. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. That's completely right. awesome. That might so, be worth worth two, because I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> I got turned into a creature because I probably deserved it. By far my favorite Bill, pa- Bill Paxton role. <laughs> Oh, All right. Awesome. Uh, so, you want to cut it there? Or? Yeah, yeah. We probably should. We've got to. We got to move right along. I would love to do this for the rest of my life, but uh, <laughs> All right. studio so, studio run doesn't run on uh, run on free air. So we got to we got to move along. Um, but yeah, so this. This all these people have a theme. Do you want to like read the actors, yeah. actresses? Um, here is the actors in no particular order: uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Charlton Heston, Bill Paxton, Ed Harris. Sigourney Weaver, Billy Zane, Zoe Zaldana, Giovanni Rubizi, and Ernie. So all of them have something in common. Yep. P, any, any inklings? No we, we only got to guess right now. Yeah, it's it's really tough during the show trying to figure out what the hell is going on with that. That's awesome, though. I really like it. Uh, very good quiz, James. I appreciate it. Uh, always a good time. Running to uh, the end of the show, the Parker Posey play-along. The best thing ever. Probably my favorite. Uh, Jeff actually isn't here. His question was last week, which which uh, I'm sure if he were here, he would have a lot of good things to say about everybody's answers. There were a lot of good ones on the boards. The a lot question, of responses. The question was, the, the Riddler is rumored to be the villain in the next Batman movie. Who would you like to see play him? And Rich actually brings up the other question, like if the Riddler isn't the next Batman villain, who could it be? But anyhow, we'll, we'll get to that. The, the most shocking that I had read was 
the Daniel Tosh answer from Joshua, which when I saw it at first, I'm like, man, that seems like a terrible idea. But every, the more I thought about it, I really don't want to see Robert Downey Jr. as it was like the first thing that came to my head during the show. I really don't. <laughs> that's how I was with my Johnny Depp answer. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. I really don't like my answer. Yeah, but and I'm like, like Daniel I Tosh, I guess, why not? I, I don't Like, I've seen Tosh.0 like twice, but. Um, a lot of good answers. The Will Arnett was sort of interesting and just in terms of him just being the biggest joker of all time from KPW. But P, you had probably the, the longest, longest and, uh, most thorough for sure. Yeah. I don't, I, I take my Batman shit very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and considering, <laughs> considering the abortion that Joel Schumacher did with, uh, the villains, uh, whoa. I can't imagine Whoa. no one <laughs> doing anything worse or anywhere near as bad as that. So I think we're okay. This isn't the Bash Batman Forever episode, all right? This is, the, this is somebody's pole dancing episode. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Berkeley's pole dancing episode. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I think I still like the uh, the Joseph Gordon Levitt rumor. I'm I'm pretty intrigued to see that happen. I don't know the guy that you mentioned, Pete. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Sam Riley. Yeah, I've got no experience with him whatsoever, so I'm not against that because it's better than Mr. Popular somewhere, so that's good. And I do want him to stay away from just the pure comedic role. Go with something a little evil, a little dark. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I don't think Nolan's going funny anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's probably going to be a situation where he accidentally kills his wife or his girlfriend, and yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how Edward Enigma turns out. Um, and uh, again, I'm not the, I'm not a comic book original reader so i i can say how much he's been sticking with the storyline but uh, i don't know who would fit the original riddler from the comic book i have no idea but uh yeah and what's interesting is even with all that known my my question is the next one i have a nice ppa uh i'll bring it up the boards answer it there bring up your answers next question next week um this question's intense and it's so intense i actually thought of it uh while perusing the internet for comic-con pictures of the hottest princess leia costume it was uh it just struck my struck me just like that just epiphany boom um this is not a question really from my own heart i just really wanted to pull the audience and i wanted to hear since p's on the episode i figured this would be a perfect p question because even though he is our resident uh horror expert he might be more of a is he better i don't know james if you and p battled it out in terms of like comic no, he's got me beat hands down. All right, I wasn't sure. I, I had like a window at some point in my life, and haven't. Really <laughs> that window has closed. <laughs> that window has closed. I think Jarve uh, kicks both of our asses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Which by the way, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we ever have given props to the SideQuestComic.com on the show, but uh, good friend of the show does a comic online. Fantastic read. It's mainly a uh, game, pop culture oriented. You'll really like it. Uh, but. Uh, which actually is a decent intro to my question. The question is, it's short but not simple. Uh, the PPA is simply Marvel or DC and why? I know this is a classic question. We're sort of looking at this through a window of movies, like this is a movie co- podcast, but that doesn't mean you can't cheer for what could come to the silver screen eventually that's on its way that's soon. So based on past experiences, uh, all right, go ahead. We're talking movie productions, right? Like this is still movie oriented. It's or movie you oriented, just talking about, but we can still be talking about. Wow, if they brought this comic to the theater, that would be awesome. It's open. So, it's open. It's so my thing of X Men's awesome. I love it, but they butchered it in the film. Yeah, you the, can say that. 
You could say but, that, but unfortunately, oh, go ahead. But I mean, how should I weigh it? I guess is my point is because right. I put a shirt at film. That's what I'm weighing it on, or I'm weighing on my love for X Men. See, that's that's, that's that method. it's it's open it's open book, Jim. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna censor that. I'm not gonna censor okay. your answer. Um, and I I do know it's, this is gonna be a tough question. I know we have a lot of comic lovers that are listeners, so I I sort of interested to see how this goes. But yeah, keep in mind. We're looking at this through like a movie movie light here. Um, it doesn't have to be just based on the past experience with movies, but really seeing these characters coming out as you know this person and being an awesome movie. Like I can totally see it coming, and I'm sure the production companies are listening to this. So give us a good pitch. We'll love to hear it. Um, my answer isn't very surprising, I don't think, and it's sort of a un, 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 uh, uninspired. Um, I'm picking Marvel, and it's mainly because of the X-Men saga. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sort of stealing a little bit of it. Uh, and I was actually one of those second-class fans of X-Men because I would first learned about X-Men through the cartoon series, which is completely badass, by the way. Uh, I don't know if uh, or if you guys are familiar with it, but uh, I, I never actually read any of the comics. So the Marvel vs. DC question to me is sort of, um, I don't know, sort of slanted. But uh, the cartoon, the X-Men... I was really excited about the abilities and I was excited about the movies when they came out. I, the characters I always loved from the show, uh, the movies obviously weren't very good. The first one was probably my favorite and you can't really argue with, uh, my boy, Patrick Stewart. And, uh, I might actually claim my girl, uh, Famke Jansen, uh, completely awesome, uh, being in the first one. And also, I guess all the way to the third, I think that's right. I think Patrick Stewart died in the third one. Yeah. Uh, but, I just don't know the DC stuff I'm familiar with has all been really Batman. I think Hellboy, Super was Superman, Gleek, Gleek. Is that what you just said? The Howard, where's Howard the Duck fall? I forget what side Howard the Duck falls on. I don't know. Um, I but really, what what excites me also for the future is just these origin stories they're actually laying out and how well they would do. X Men First Class looks like it might be good. I know X Men Origins Wolverine was sort of shit, but it was still entertaining. Um, and I really, I like, you know, between those two, that's where I have to fall on based on my experience. I know I'm not the most experienced on it, but that's where I land. Uh, Jim or P, I know you guys are probably ready to, to shoot me. So whichever wants to go first. P, I'm assuming you're loaded and ready to go. So well, go yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'm, I've, uh, <laughs> I've been a DC man, you know, my entire life. So, um, I'm going to have to go DC and it's not just because I like their characters more. Um, I, I'm, it's easier to buy in, I guess, as silly as it sounds, to the stories that DC tells. Um, I like the movies more. Marvel has had way too many piles of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Fantastic so cool. Four movies were, like, embarrassing. Um, I can't <laughs> believe they defeated Doctor Doom in, like, two minutes of screen time. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Uh, one out of the three Spider-Man movies was really good. The rest were crap. Uh, Iron Man 1 was great. The second one was crap. Thor is going to be crap. I mean, you can just see, and it's, uh, it's way, <laughs> it's yeah. way too much crap. It's, now it's coming a mile a minute. Um, you know, that Hulk movie was a piece of shit, so they made a second one, which was just special effects laden, you know, popcorn movie. It's just too much crap. And then if I can take this it a little true. bit further, the, the stuff DC is putting straight to DVD, which I watch all the time, like the cartoon movies, are fantastic. I love every single one of them. And Marvel's done a few like that, um, especially with the Avengers. 
just not that good. So DC wins across the board. That's awesome. So you did sort of do a good job of shitting on Marvel, but DC beyond Batman and beyond the DVD releases, like, is there any other series that have, like, I don't know many of the, I, again, I'm not the big DC fan, so I don't know all the characters, but uh, Hellboy was DC, right? What do you think of the Hellboy movies? Uh, like the first one. And again, didn't need the sequel at all whatsoever. <laughs> right. The sequel. Was, I was going to say the sequel was pretty bad. And on that note, I do know, I'm pretty sure this week, uh, Batman Under the Red Hood is a, a DVD straight. It release, was released yet yeah, on Tuesday, and I can't, okay. cannot exactly. wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, that that actually seems like a, like I was just reading about it earlier today, and um, I had no idea even about the story. Like, was this like a small version, like part of the comic series, or was this like a novel they inserted in the Batman saga? Or no, and that's one of the things that they do really well is they literally pull right from the source material. You know, it's okay. that story is taken directly from the pages of the comic books. So it's cool. a story. Cool. Uh, like I read all the Batman titles, I know the story, but I can't wait to see it in that animated <laughs> format. I know it's going to kick ass. Uh, awesome, uh, James. You're uh, you're the tiebreaker here. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a tough question. It really is. It is. Well, like it's a it's a classic question. You just have to look it, at it through a little and bit. It depends table. how you weigh it because I've never collected DC comics. I always collected Marvel. I was a huge X Men fan, a pretty good Spider Man fan, and enjoyed like the Avengers and stuff like that. And P hit it right on the head. Almost all the movies they put out just fall short of what I want. They they're horrible. I'm agree with some of the casting, like you said. I can't argue with uh, P. Stewart in uh, the Professor X role, but uh, and I didn't mind Hugh Jackman. But other than that, I mean, not a whole lot of bonuses for the casting. I don't like Tobey Maguire, so the Spider Man role is out. Uh, Iron Man Have was good. Iron Wonder Man was Boys? really good. Have you seen Wonder Boys? <laughs> yeah, and okay. it's a good thing that the role is tailored to his spaced out. I'm gonna walk around and talk. Okay, continue. I just want to make my point. I just want to make my point. Yeah. Anyway, um, so my heart is all X-Men. They've butchered it so far. Screwed down with the storylines. But, I mean, looking at just the movie history, there's three or four Batmans that are way at the top. I loved the first Superman. I loved... Well, I really like the most recent. I was gonna say movie. Superman and Batman haven't like Batman since the now with the two series. Like I'd say fifty fifty. Well, you know, Batman Forever is obviously the best, but right, uh, right. Superman's batting average hasn't. Superman, been I like. I really like the first one. The second one's solid for you know a fun time, and I like the most recent one, but. The the other two look so bad I never saw them. I haven't seen three and four. <laughs> you haven't seen three or four? No, I haven't seen either of them, and I have no desire to because awesome. they look stupid. So I'm I'm sorry. Did we actually? But, but my only my big problem with DC is I'm only familiar with a handful of the heroes, and the only one that really interests me a character is Batman. I mean, Superman I like, but he's very boring. He's very, you know, Boy Scoutish, and not a whole lot to him, is, to my knowledge. I'm not a big reader, obviously. Right, right. So, and then, uh, but, I mean, Batman's just phenomenal. I mean, the best villains, hands down, in all the comic world, just for him. And it's it's a really good thing. I wish Marvel would copy that more. So, right. my heart's right. in... With Marvel, but DC is winning the movie, well, though. It, even if you just look at movies, like, DC has hit about four Grand Slams with character movies. 
and Marvel right. hasn't hit a Grand Slam. They've had a couple of really nice movies, but not nothing like on the level of Dark Knight or even the original yeah. Superman movie. Nowhere close. Right. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to fa- fast forwarding like six years when they decide to remake X Men. So I needed to have another choice <laughs> or another chance. Good, yeah, as you say, you favorite. can count I'm on ready that. for the remake already. That's that's you know ditch this and start over already. You can really count on the reboot of these series in yeah. ten years, so you're all going to be alive to see it. So don't don't worry about it. But and don't worry, it'll probably won't be in 3D either because the Armageddon of 3D has come. So don't you won't have to worry about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, excellent answers. Uh, the question again: Marvel or DC, and why? That's it. Uh, and just keep in mind that we're looking at this as a movie perspective, but you can totally just sort of speculate on how characters would be in future movies that don't exist yet or just talk about the past ones, whatever you'd like. Uh, the question will be on the boards. Uh, you can answer it there. P, thank you for uh, joining us once again. It's always always a special, special time, special event. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure to fill in yet again. Not a problem. Uh, James, thank you for the input. Uh, you're, you're my rock, Jim. You're my rock. I haven't said it before, but it's true. Oh, I appreciate it. I uh, thank everyone for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care, everyone. Another uh, comic-oriented movie hour. Elizabeth Berkley's pole dancing movie hour. See you later. The Movie Hour, episode 94, July. (laughs) Where's Greg? Just hoping he'd bring me some good podcasts. Him and Jeff and 
and all those cuddly little bitches. Oh, I love those cuddly little bitches. <laughs>